0: Welcome back, you beautiful people to the Real Collective Podcast. I am Sean Tasse, back in black, joined today and as always by my friend and illustrious co-host, Kyle Miller. Kyle, how are you today?
1: Oh, living the dream, boss. Living the dream as usual. It's busy. I'm excited about that. It's busy. It is. Um,
0: busy. Yeah. We're we're we we put four deals together two days ago. So, you know. Yeah it's you know it's it's, comes in waves i guess but um yeah as always guys like uh, the channel subscribe to the channel share this with your friends uh you know download us on got that part on on apple uh uh, spotify all that good kind of stuff uh you can schedule a point with kyle or i in the links below in the calendar links below download the buyer guide download the seller guide below uh at the midway point we'll get into another conversation about magic mind kyle's going to tell us all about his experience using magic mind recently and uh yeah like i said like you say man it has been busy it's been I would say hectic, but certainly it feels like the the spring market is starting a little bit earlier. Like it's an El Nino year, so things are things are jumping up a little bit. We thought uh, we talked a little bit about the vacant unit tax, um, but I think that there's probably also a couple things for us to talk about in terms of uh, the busyness that we're both sort of feeling. Uh, get a sense of of what you're feeling in the market and what the sort of uh, expectations are for 2024. I would just having a conversation with an appraiser and she said, Oh, you know, I've done some appraisals um, in January and they're coming back a lot better than the stuff that I was looking at in December. So overall, uh, you know, positive outlook moving forward into 2024, it seems. You feel the same thing?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, actually I've had, um, I, I had to order, I had to do a bunch of appraisals last week. Just, it, you know, we typically get appraisal requests um, specifically on refinances. And then, uh, deals, lots of, um, uh, investment deals are typically, are typically, uh, on the purchases are, well, yeah. And refis, um, they want to see appraisals. So we've had a lot of appraisers going out, but the values are coming in. Like they're, they're holding steady and in, in the right pockets and the right things. There's, there's always going to be some variance, right? There's always going to be some people who are some pockets who have stayed steady and grown some pockets that have dropped um, and some pockets that have stayed some types of properties. I know I had a tough one that I had to close up in December that was boggled my mind that we couldn't get the value we needed, but yeah, lots of appraisals. I got more to order today. So it's uh that's, it's good activity. And what that shows is the fact that even though sales were down, that the sales that happened, like it's still holding it's still holding, yeah. which is which is good. That's a good thing.
0: Yeah, that's that's sort of. I guess it
1: depends <laughs> what side of that you're on.
0: Uh well, no, I mean, like you said before, you drastic changes aren't what anybody wants, right? Like we, we didn't. Nobody wanted what happened during COVID. Like the only people who, who who were happy about the prices going crazy like they did were the people who were sort of taking advantage of it, right? The people who were like, "Great, you know what? I feel like we're at the top. I'm just gonna sell everything." Right. We have one client like that who sold a bunch at the top and you know made out really well uh in terms of the in terms of the sale prices. But average person, they don't want like you talk to most of your friends, or like, man, I don't know how my kids are gonna buy houses. Right? So oh,
1: hundred it's it's uh the mindset the mindset definitely has to shift. I just just had a phone call with um uh with clients that were renewing in like August and a full-on just told them flat out because they're like hey so what's you know what are the interest rates looking like and i said essentially it's going to be double what you have right now they're coming out of 2.79 right and just had to have the frank conversation right away like let's not panic right you have options yes we might have to extend your amortization put the plan in place and you know like we can still get you back on track it just it's all numbers guys so let's just look at it and we'll see let's just look at it and we'll see what's up and that's that sentiment that's that's the sentiment that's coming that's what's going to have to happen and the the thing is is that it's part of it's part of the plan so so i think that's where people are going to want to look at you know how are my kids going to buy a house it sounds crazy but what you have is equity, most likely. And there's ways to make it work to buy a house. And that's the stepping stone. You know, it sounds nuts to think taking on that investment is going to be the stepping stone, but it will most likely work out better than you trying to jam whatever kind of money it is or attack your own retirement to, to fund a house purchase for your kids in 10, 12 years.
0: Uh, there's a new government program uh, that, they, that they put into place, uh, First Time Home Buyer Savings Plan, uh, that allows you to put up to $40,000 away over a five-year period, a maximum of $8,000 as soon as your kids turn 18, uh, and that's allowed to accrue income up until they're 30.
1: Um, the, FH, the FHSA account? Uh, yes. The First Home Savings Account? That's right, Yeah. yeah. So they have to be 18, though?
0: That's right. Yeah. You can't start on your, on your two-year-old kid right now. <laughs> right. So I, I think it's 30 or 33, the time by which it has to be used. So it's like, okay, here's what you're doing for your kids. You first, you've got to set up your RESP. Good. You got to, you know, get them all through school. Then as soon as they're out of school, you set up their, their first home savings account and you know, you, you keep just, you know, piling the money into that next one. So, you know, I, I think a lot of people who are buying properties for their kids when they're young, I think there's a lot of value in that, right? Buy your buy an income property and put your kids' name on it, um, or put your own name on it, pull the pull the value out of that and help. I mean, that's that's the answer to the question of how I think my kids are gonna get a get a house, right? As as we as we're in this new range. I think really what happened over the last three years is that we were like, okay, here's the average price in Ottawa. It goes up by two or three percent per year. And then twenty nineteen, the inventory started like not being able to be enough for what people were wanting, and then the prices went through the roof. You had the you know COVID on top of that, uh, driving the prices even further. And then I think what what really happened is we're in a new range. So we kind of just went okay. So and now I think we're just gonna keep chugging along like we do do that two or three percent per year average increase. I think the market's figured out where it is now. The fact that you're seeing less sales happening uh is really similar to what we saw in 2010 2011 as things were starting to level out and i think we're going to get back to okay well here's where we are if you look across the world you look at any of the other g8 countries most people who live there don't own their houses that's something we've been really been able to hang our hat on for a long time um but i think that overall there's a change and i think that you know people who are responsible for making big decisions and infrastructure decisions and installing the LRT and that sort of stuff know that, okay, well, you know what? Most of the people who are going to be living in the capital country, a capital city of a GA country might not be homeowners, might be renters. And, you know, they all, they all need a place to live. Everybody needs a place to live. I think
1: it's going to be, I think there's going to be some big, it's going to be some big, uh, I'm always stuck on the mental changes, right? Big mentality changes over the next kind of like our older generation. That's obviously just moving on <laughs> and, and our generation and then our kids like that, that, that change is going to be wild. And in a bunch of different ways, like it's peep. it's our older generation. It's going to be, you know um, you know, if, if you make that decision as a parent, to help your child, right? And you know, not everybody will, and that's—I don't even mind that. Yeah. Uh, but so those who want to, it's how—it's—it's it's how to do it in a way that doesn't—that doesn't impact your lifestyle. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, it's—it's. It's, I think it's also going to be a shift in our generation to be like, hey, mom and dad have this massive house that's worth a ton of money that someone is going to buy, and. But they need a place to live, so multi generational living, right? Like the 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 city, the the finance people, uh, no. Banks have to realize and add value to things like coach houses because they don't. That's a whole topic on itself, right? Those mean nothing. They're glorified sheds. They mean nothing. Cost you 150 or 200 grand to build one, right? To have mom and dad live in the backyard, right? To have that second suite added there, um you know neighborhoods are gonna change there's this it's weird to say this, but my neighborhood's an older neighborhood also established, if you will, and we have a house that's we have two houses on our street, and one of them is for lack of a better term a vacant house like we've seen that guy show up one time in two yeah. years, yeah. and it's like the city has to come and cut his grass kind of a thing everybody hates it yeah. right, but what they're gonna hate more is the fact that someone's going to come in there with cash, knock that thing down and put up two houses on that tiny lot. Yeah. And we're going to sell two. And the argument's going to be, well, not in my neighborhood, you know, NIMBY stuff and yeah. the other, but the same people are like, yeah, but we need more housing for people just not here. Yeah, so yeah. that's going to be a big, a big shift. I think in people's mentalities uh, is, is dealing with that. So there's all these changes that I think is just going to be absolutely wild to be in it because we are you and I literally are in it, yeah, yeah. and to see how everybody else deals with it, it's going to be wild.
0: It's yeah, it's certainly it's certainly going to be uh, interesting. I think uh, you know you you brought up the piece about the vacant unit, uh, the vacant unit tax is what we're going to talk about. Hopefully, maybe we'll get to it in a second now because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're we're rambling. But you know, yeah. uh, you know, you're right. We Part are for right. the course, and and yeah, right uh and, and yeah i mean our house we're we're in the same thing we're sort of in a uh, we're in a neighborhood that is also established we've got a bunch of big houses that were all custom built back in the 60s everybody's lived there for a long time we put a secondary dwelling unit in our basement and with this new bill i think it's bill 23 or c23 or whatever it is each house in r1 zoning can have three units it can have the main unit on the in the main house it can have a unit in the basement and they can also have that you know detached garage or 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 you know glorified shed or whatever it might be so you know all of it leads to oh well 200 amp service because the shed needs to ha- can't have its own service it needs to all be you know led from that one main house so there's there's a you're right like the way that we live our life will change over the next little while and it might take a long time before it happens because just because you're allowed to do something doesn't mean that everybody's going to do it right
1: well and that and that's the thing from the finance side of stuff talk about it all the time right uh you know the it changing the banking world is like trying to change the it's trying to move the titanic right so like right now someone i i know i know a guy here who put you know spent like it was a, i'm gonna make up a number but it was it was easily like 150 to 200 grand on building a building a home uh, a coach house for his mother-in-law on their property right and that and i think it was the mother-in-law's property sold their house revamped mother-in-law's property for them and their family but then built as part of the deal built her a house in the backyard boom she still lives there she's close to them it's better than you know a home or a seniors residence and all that good stuff right that thing cost him 200 grand The amount of value that adds to that property is nothing to the bank. It's nothing. So someone's like, wait a sec. There's got to be value there because I can rent it. I can do this. I can do this. Nobody gives a shit about that yet, yet, right? So to be first in real estate can sometimes be great, but it can also mean you're spending the money before seeing any return, right? So that's
0: the stuff that I find wild and how it has to change. I remember when we first started doing uh, SDUs because before that it was kind of just like in-law suites or, or nanny suites or whatever. We go back yeah. five five or ten years. We were putting you know legal secondary dwelling units in the basement of bungalows, and the banks, the appraisers would go in and be like, "Okay, well, a bungalow in this neighborhood is worth four hundred thousand dollars." Like, well, we don't. We've got two units. We've got the bungalow. I mean, you have to you have to look at the income approach, not just the comparative mm-hmm. market, and they won't. Right. And so it was just like, ah, oh, we're you were missing. And it's the same, same thing here for the early adopter. Which is a bank
1: thing. And and by the way, that's not an appraiser being a dick. I'll stick up for my appraisers. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. not them being dicks. Some of them suck, but a lot of them are good. Right? That's the bank not willing to take that money because they haven't wrapped their heads around how this is going to affect them. Because remember, the bank's going to sit there and look at this and go, You're probably going to screw us. You're going to fail. You're not going to pay us. And this becomes our problem. Right. So I don't want that problem because how do I know how much a two-unit house is going to sell for? Oh, woe is me! Like, anyway, that's literally how they think. Okay. Uh-huh. So, so when you see that, right? That's what you have to get around as a consumer. You're like, this is mint. As the as the guy as the the people that finance
0: that, they're just like, no way. Uh-uh. So it's a different mentality, right? I was I was talking with a with a prospective client yesterday and uh he made a joke he's like oh you know all these all these uh bank executives just need to sell one of their one of their 10 mega yachts Drop the interest rates and we'll all be okay. Like, I don't know, man. You feel like you've been listening to way too much, like 580 CFRA. Yeah, yeah. It's not
1: Bezos. Like, it's not like, Jeff Bezos, like, right? Like, yeah. no.
0: I'm no, like, no, no. All right, man. I don't know if we're going to be the right fit to work together. But <laughs> thanks for your comment. If he watches this, he might not sign that contract though, because uh, I'm sure he knows who he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just one guy I'm talking to who's talking about uh, a bank executive selling mega yachts. Uh, anyways. yeah let's talk talk a little bit more about vacant unit tax in the second half uh as always hit that like button subscribe to the channel share this with some of your friends or anybody who might be interested in this type of conversation uh you can download the buyer guides below uh and seller guides below if you're listening on uh, uh apple Podcasts or spotify thanks for your ears if you're watching us on youtube thanks so much we'll be back uh after a quick word from our sponsor magic mind who have been awesome catch on the flip side
1: yeah, so I was uh, I I have we got the magic mind. I tried it like once, and then it was off day or two, and I tried again, It was off day or two, and I hit it consistently uh, this week. And the one thing I have noticed is one I'm not opposed to this stuff, which is interesting. Um, I switched from coffee to a different type of coffee product, which was more natural based, and this uh, stuff came in, and I'm like, yep, I'm gonna give it a shot. No problem, open-minded to it. And the one thing I've really noticed is that in the morning, like I don't drink coffee in the morning anymore. Um, I do have tea, but I that I'm it just lengthens everything. Like it's just a smoother, consistent uh focus for a lot longer. I may consider starting to try to do two a day. I have to read, I have to read and make sure that I'm not overdoing it. But I love the consistent feeling. Uh it tastes okay, like it doesn't taste bad. People think about it like it would taste like. No, bad. I was gonna use a bad example, but I won't do that. So I've definitely seen the notice. I definitely like it i it's it's in me now to say like cat, take it and take it in the morning to keep that consistency. And I'm excited to see how the longer term effects are um, for sure. and um, from a, yeah, from us from us, and it's great to have them sponsor the podcast, uh, which is great. You can get the uh, discount code in the link below. If you uh, if you sign if you if you go and get it in January, um, you can get twenty at least twenty percent off your first order for sure. And it should be uh, should be real collect real collective twenty is our discount code that's in there. So go check that out. Um, give it a shot. Like what do you got to lose? If what you're doing right now isn't working, then this is what can work. And it's not going to hurt you to try it, and I've, I've really enjoyed using it so far. Definitely want to see how we ke- how it keeps going in the longer term. Um, so we're definitely going to touch on that coming up for sure. But uh, definitely
0: enjoying it. Nice. Welcome back, you beautiful people, to the second half of the Real Collective podcast. I have just had my shot of magic mind, and I feel like I can talk forever like this. Bah just kidding. Uh, hit that like button, subscribe, and share this with someone who you think might be interested in this type of conversation. We're going to talk about vacant unit taxes. Before we do, schedule an appointment with Kyle or I in our Calendly links below. Download the buyer or seller guide or both in those links below. You can also check the link for Magic Mind down below. And if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, thanks so much. And if you're watching on YouTube, you get to see our beautiful semi-faces. Uh, so, vacant unit tax. Uh, this was put into place last year in 2023. Uh, a lot of people think it is a cash grab. Kyle, tell us all about how much you love it. It's a waste of time. What's it doing? What's it doing? Like, I,
1: this is a waste of time. It, you know what it is? You know what this feels like? I mean, this is, this is one of those things where it's like, it's like you're in high school, right. And you see somebody getting picked on. I'm not saying this is nice. Just saying someone's getting picked on. And then like someone else just jumps in to like, just because to like they don't want, cause they don't want to be picked on next. Right. And like, I think that's what this is. I get, I get why they started to do this in Vancouver. Okay. Like the data showed there were so many pieces of real estate that were, that are vacant. And you know, foreign owned, and it's a, an, it was just, it was an investment, like pure, pure investment. Yeah. And I'm not saying that doesn't happen here.
0: Parking, a parking lot for foreign money.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, and I'm not saying that doesn't happen here. But at the same point, is it is this is the only answer we could come up with? Was having was having was this? And it's not even a tech. Like how many, how much, how much money are they making off this?
0: Well, That's what I want to know. I want to know what it costs them to, 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 to implement, implement. Right. So what's, what's the cost and the time, uh, you know, and if you, if you factor in like all of the employees that are putting it together, all of the letters that they're sending out, all of the follow up that they're doing, the policing, all that sort of stuff. What are they, you know, what's the cost and what are they getting back? I'll tell you, we've got two units at our house and we, we submitted, you know, yeah, we live here, uh, for our house and we didn't submit one for the second unit because we've got an SDU in the basement where my mother-in-law lives and so she got a notice saying oh hey you didn't submit this therefore we think you're vacant like oh well now we have to do and like i don't know we kind of dropped the ball on it so i hope that they will grant us some sort of but somebody has to grant that to me which means somebody's spending time doing it to get nothing for it right like it's such it's so much resource.
1: So much resource for so little gain for so little gain. I just, it boggles my mind that this is where we went. And again, I'm not suggesting that it doesn't happen here. Okay. I'm not suggesting that, but at the same point,
0: what's, what are we getting out of this? What are we getting out of this? it will be, it'd be good. It'd be good to see if they release the numbers and they say like, Oh, well, here's how many people uh, said that, uh, you know, that they have a vacant unit. Here's how many people, didn't make a, you know, a claim one way or the other, here's how much total income the city has received from this program. And here's how much total expenses were allotted to that program. And I'm talking not just like, I'm not like, not just the letters that are sent out, but like the expense of the people who are, who are uh, uh, implementing the plan. Right. Like <clears throat> what about the, 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 soft cost, the, the human cost? So, you know, they, I don't know maybe we're wrong. Maybe, maybe it's, it's done really well, but I think I I don't know how long it will last for if it's a losing proposition, right?
1: Well, they can't go back on it. I mean, they're, they they dig their heels in on this stuff. Who's going to be the person that comes in and says, Hey, fucked up," like, sorry, (laughs) like who's saying that? Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Like, I, I almost, I almost prefer it had it been launched as had it been launched as like, um, but almost like a study, like, Hey, we think this, we think this is happening to this degree. Now I know they must have some type of, they have to have some type of data behind this. I also don't trust that very well. And that's me because, you know, <laughs> would you go around knocking on everybody's house? Like what'd you do? Uh, other than just listening to someone say, I've never seen that guy leave his house. Right. Like, okay. Um, so I almost would have said like, I would love to have this be a data project. Be like, we want to see how bad this is, so we can present this and then tell you guys why you why you need to do it as 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 citizens. Why we need to do this? Because right now, it's as far as I'm concerned, and I can be completely off base here, right? As far as I'm concerned, someone just said, "Yeah, Vancouver's doing it. Must happen here too. Let's go." Like that's what it felt like. Yeah,
0: I, I, you know, I think they did do some research. I I was I was following it as it was coming out, but. You're right. I think it was based on expectations in terms of what was vacant as opposed to reality. And I don't think they had the real numbers. So I think this was like it was like both at the same time. It's like, hey, let's let's put this into place and figure out what the thing is. But, you know, the first year was last year in 2023. Well, 2023 is over. Where's the report? where's the you know where's the accountability where is the hey you know what here's how much we spent here's how much we collected i'll tell you my personal experience of it it's It's annoying it's just one more thing to have to do and i, I hate doing stuff like that i don't like doing taxes i don't like doing like all the stupid stuff that you have to do to be an adult i don't like doing it nobody likes doing anything like adulting it's yeah dumb well I'll <laughs> like i'll make food and you know and and Know, Keep my kids alive, but hey, yeah, shovel the driveway, all that kind of stuff. But like all the extra paperwork and like, hey, it's your birthday, and so happy birthday to you. You've got to go to the DMV and update your driver's license and send this in, and da da da. Oh, it's been five years. You didn't update your passport. Now you got to go back to the passport office and restart from scratch because you let that fall to. Like I don't like any of that stuff, man. It's just it's 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 monotonous, it's paperwork, and it's and it's often very Um, uh, like, like clerical, where you've got to jump through a bunch of hoops, and I'm just like, no thanks. Like (laughs) a better thing, I'd rather sell a house. I'd rather talk with you for half an hour than do any of that other. It's a make. It just seems like
1: it's a make-work project to make it seem like they're they're. It's 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 pandering. It's pandering to make it look like you're doing something about the problem. This will solve nothing. This will solve nothing if you and and that's the thing if you are rich enough to sit on a house and just pay for it and just pay for it do you think that fine is going to is going to encourage that person to get it on the
0: market so no of course not so just 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 to be clear so that if if anybody doesn't know or hasn't heard about it if you are not living in your house for more than half of the year you have to disclose that hey I don't live here for more than half the year, and you've got to pay one uh, percent of the assessed value of your house over and above your regular property taxes. So, if your house is assessed at six hundred thousand dollars, you've got to pay an extra six thousand bucks if you're if you're not living, or if you're if you're living in your house for less than half a year. That's what it is. That's the deal. So, what happens then? What happens if?
1: Uh, so, what happens if you if? so this is interesting so short-term rental right short-term rental in ottawa as far as i know it has to be your owner occupied property correct right that new bylaw came out has to be in your owner occupied property yeah so i'm a snowbird i go to florida for six months come back whatever three weeks to get my old hip or whatever and then i have some i have someone else who lives in my house and it's rented for six months which is still at this weird gray area with with short-term rentals because it's over 31 days, but it's less than a year. Remember that, right. The number, so the is it num- vacant?
0: The the numbers. No, it's not vacant. Uh, the number. Well, is I don't pay the tax. 100, 168 days. So if you are gone, if you are not living at your, no, sorry. If, if someone's there, it's not vacant. Right. So there you go. So, so it's not about you not living there.
1: It's just the house literally not being vacant.
0: Right. Exactly. And, 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 There are stipulations. There's there's things that clear you of it. If your house is for sale, it doesn't apply. If somebody died within the last whatever, it doesn't like if if it's if it's vacant because somebody has deceased or somebody's passed away and they're not they're not living there anymore, the estate doesn't have to pay the vacant unit tax. You know, for waiting for probate and all that kind of stuff to sort out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of different uh, outs if you're doing major renovations on your house and you can't live there. You don't have to pay a vacant unit tax on it on top of already spending all this. Stuff. So there's 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 some outs for sure. Um but yeah it's I mean, you know, they're also putting the foreign buyer ban on saying, oh well, you know, you can't buy a, a, a property if you don't live in Canada. And again, it's it's pointing it's the right sentiment, but it's pointing in the wrong direction. Right. And it's, it's an easy. Well, and then,
1: spell, right. And that's and that's the thing. It's just they ta- they're talking out of both both sides of their mouth here. Cause It's just so typical of, of every level of, of government right now, especially when it comes to real estate. Yes, we have a problem. Okay. Everybody likes to talk about the problem. Nobody likes to actually hammer out solutions, but here's this new tax and this new form that keep you guys busy. So we look like we're doing something, even though we're doing nothing. Oh, by the way, that rule, you can have this exception and this one and this one, this one, this one, one, that exception, but not you. And that one too. Thanks.
0: That's great. Remember remember (laughs) Monopoly? Remember the luxury tax at 25%? That's the worst spot you could ever land on. Brutal. And just to be clear, everybody who's involved in this, who isn't trying to pander to the general public, knows exactly what the solution is to the problem. It's build more houses. The end. We don't have enough houses for people to live in. And they need to build more. And if they build more houses, if they build enough houses, too many houses would even be good. Then the other thing that will happen, the value of houses will go down. It solves everything. Let's let's just build more of them. And they even said, hey, let's get this legislation and we'll call it the more homes built faster. And we're going to build more homes. And they say that they're going to do it. And you look around. And it's not fucking happening. I was like, just, well, that's the thing. The
1: day after I'll say the day after that's an exaggeration, but not by much the day after one of those bills were create, one of those bills are, were, were put out. Right. Uh, maybe it was provincially, maybe it was, maybe it was nationally. Um, cause I think there's a different one in Ontario too. John Tory. what well, before he got kicked out as mayor for that stuff, uh, of Toronto, um, raised development fees by 50%. So it's like, we need more houses. And yeah, we're going to jack up the cost to make it. Yeah. They don't want it. They don't want it. They don't want it. They're working against each other. They don't want it to happen. They were going to make sure it doesn't happen. Too many people, too many of the people don't. It's this, that's the, not my, that's the NIMBY stuff. Not in my backyard. We need more houses. Just not here. Cause my value will go down. That's <laughs> right.
0: That's right. Yeah, yeah.
1: Just not here, though, yeah. right? Over there, though, for sure, because Toronto's crazy. You need more there, but not here.
0: Yeah. It's it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you. It's it's certainly um it's certainly a, a a heated a heated debate around these parks. Uh, but it, it it's it's the it, it is the easiest solution, right? Like, I would be okay if the value of my house comes down, if it meant that everybody had a place to live. Yeah, like it's
1: it at the end of the day, my 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 worth, my as a person is not is not built in the value of my house, right? Right, I just need to pay for it, right? You know, and I just and again, if I have to pay for it longer, well, maybe I personally I'm okay, like I would it would sucks, but I'm okay with that, like it, it is, it is what it is, right? And 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 it's like, that's, I think, as we circle all the way back, that is gonna be the biggest mental shift mm-hmm. that homeowners are gonna have to make is that we will be paying for our houses longer. And yes, that and that is gonna be our generation's shift, yeah. I guess, right? Like, that's it. We'll be the, our, our boomer generation talks about how, you know, the jokes, right? They bought their house for two raspberries and a dollar and paid it off in 48 minutes. And like, and then why can't we work harder? Right. Like, sure. And we're not going to be that. We're going to be the people who are like, who are like, nope. like it's, it's multi-gen it's yep. It turned out to be 40 years because we were allowed to buy cars for $180,000, just, you know, vans for $180,000. Like that's a different story. You know, that's what's going to happen. And you know, if you don't, and if you don't agree with that or don't like that, then you have to make more money. And you have to work longer. So pick where you pick what you're doing more of, yeah. paying for your house longer, yeah or or eating up your time more to
0: get more money to pay it off sooner. Yeah. I, I don't know, I, I don't know. I think there's no I, right answer there. I, I, no that, that's good. I like the circle back. I think the idea of uh, our parents' generation, hey, pay your mortgage off, pay your mortgage off, pay your mortgage off, you know, get that paid off so that you have no other costs. I think that's that dream, I like think like you said, the mental shift, that dream is getting further and further away. Right, it's like you might not have paid off your mortgage by the time you die. Right, I, I, sorry,
1: go ahead. I'll finish, but I got one thing. Yeah, no, go. Just I mean, straight up, if you follow money, right? If you follow money, um, I think we have three. We have now three lenders that do reverse mortgages. We used to have one. We now have three, and that is a that's writing on the wall that people are not paying off their mortgage and that yet value is still tied into their equity. And, um, and that, that, that product makes
0: money. Well, Hey man, the longer the mortgage goes, the more money the bank makes and they can go and buy their mega yachts. Right. So, I mean, both those guys yeah, circle yeah. on everything. All right, guys. <laughs> This this is what happens with Magic Mind in our brain, how we're able to fully circle right back to where we started. So, as always, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, share this with your friends, and uh, download us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, check out magicmind.ca. Uh, go down to the below to see our links in the description. Schedule an appointment with Kyle or I on the calendar links. Uh, if you are uh, all of the other things that I need to say.
1: We need to roll credits now. Just, we got <laughs> enough. Just roll credits through. Yeah, just Alicia, making credits script.
0: happen. Housekeeping script insert here. <laughs> just you and you're still jawsing in the background. That's it. Yeah. And until next time, keep it real. Collective.